we are again, my friends. It's Torch Lit Tavern time. We're on it, again. Set You're your clocks it. back to a random time. Mess up your whole weekly schedule. Uh, I am Jameson Oxford, your Dungeon Master. Today, we have a very special episode. We've decided to celebrate another silly holiday that we shouldn't be making a whole episode for. It's Father's Day. Or, as we say in the land of Shar. Father's Day, baby. Yeah. The Dirkites win again. <laughs> I know how much everyone loves them. My name is Jameson Oxford. This is Torch the Tavern. We are a real play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We play 5th edition. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling. And today, we have another special guest for the holidays. I'm going to start off with Gracie. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Introduce yourself Welcoming. to us and the audience. Gracie is one of our Patreon subscribers and a friend of the show. Hi, I'm Gracie. I uh, play D&D, as all expected from being here. And, uh, and somehow I got onto this show with these nerds. Sorry about it. She makes bad yeah. decisions. Sucks the minimum requirement weird. for Torchlit cast. Yeah, I was gonna say she's gonna fit right in. Uh, we'll get we'll we'll get to know you a little bit more as we go. For now, we are also playing as always with Ryan Santos. Wait, Hi. Is who is she playing? Back we'll again. Come back to that. We're coming back to it. Hi. It's, it's me. It's Ryan. Nice to see. Nice for you to hear me. I don't know. Yeah, none of that worked. Yeah. No. Go on. Moving on. <laughs> also playing with us, Jeffrey Lisk. Hey, it's Jeff once again, returning to play games with these uh, fine fellows and uh, and our special guest. We uh, love so special. We love special guests. So uh, we shall uh, see where this takes us, tavern goers. And last and certainly least, Mitchell Travis. It is I, Mitchell Travis, the podcast dad in the podcast, playing a dad in the podcast dadcast. Uh, bear with me. I'm feeling a little under the weather. I may not I may not actually be able to do this podcast because I didn't tell anyone earlier today, but I've been feeling under the weather, which which everyone knows. But last night oh, no. I looked at the groceries in the trunk and it was definitely more than one trip. And I, oh. I decided to take more oh, than no. one trip. Oh no. Oh, oh. No. Oh God! Stop! Stop the show! No jokes. Are aside. you okay? What? Are you okay? So what if my energy is low, you? I just I just need you to understand it's rough. He's That's, dying. I've got the dad flu. I didn't even think that was possible. I am dying. Not not only that, but he's snowballing because once you d- don't bring all the groceries in in one trip, you become cursed. It's all. It, there's nothing like he's gonna have to fix that. You know, it's common knowledge that if you cannot get all the groceries in one trip, the groceries that are left have to go back. <laughs> they have to go back to the store. It's yeah. what you do. You didn't put them in the yeah, fridge. Yeah, no, did it's, you? it's been a rough weekend, guys. I uh, can't wait to play with Gracie. That's gonna be a real hoot. <laughs> God, wow, damn that it. one just flew out of you, didn't it? Okay, uh, so with that, I guess we'll go ahead and it's been roosting uh, up there in the old barn for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and give us our little intro this, and let that then sink its talons in. Fuck. Stop dropping these pellets. God damn it. To dig in to this nice. episode. <laughs> Let's just start, Jay. <laughs> Put a mute. Yeah, dad jokes are live, ladies and gentlemen, so you can turn off now. This is a Father's Day episode. I couldn't put the lid on the box. Uh, they, they they kicked it off. They broke the lid. They hid the lock from me. Uh, dad jokes are, are are wild and live and unstoppable. And you should just skip this episode. Just do it. And if those jokes didn't make sense to you, 
It's because you don't listen to the chat. You're not on. You're not on the. Uh, you're not on the Patreon. Listen you're to You're missing chat. that valuable frame of reference. Uh, but because we do love you, once you enter the once you once you hear the introduction, yes. If you roll back, it'll all make sense. It'll all add up. Yeah. If you really want to get the most from Mitch, listen for like five minutes forward, and then go back and re-listen to this again. That's how we recommend you listen to the full experience on Torchlit Tavern. That's how you do it properly. Look, if they're not listening to the chat, that's not my fault. Listen, just take this whole episode and do it in media, Ray. Start somewhere in the middle and then go back to the beginning. I actually have a fun fact about corgis that I think yes. is good. Right, hit the ding, hit the ding. Oh, oh fuck. fuck yeah, I love that. Okay, so um, corgis have this little bit of white around their neck. And it's called fairy saddles, because traditionally in Welsh folktales, fairies would ride corgis into battle. Fuck yeah. Atticus, however, has none because he cannot be tamed. Makes Fucking sense. fair enough. Yeah. Stop it. You're, one, gonna, but... you're gonna make Ryan learn about Shia that he's not supposed to know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> you mean all the Sharian corgis. All the Sharian corgis. The deep lore, my friend. The deep lore. The deep lore. So you guys, your characters, have been brought together. You recently met up at a local tavern, and you are on the final stretch of your journey to a wizard's tower. A wizard has sent missives to all four of you, five if you count your friend the Drake, I believe. You guys are on your way to this wizard's tower because he has sent you messages, and he has cryptically said that you guys are uniquely suited to helping him with his issue. But basically, you were told that you'd be house-sitting his tower out in the woods. So this story starts with a cliche. Deep in the woods, there was a tower. A wizard's tower. Mighty and tall. Hidden amongst the trees and ancient stones of the land of Findor, north of the arcane lands of Brunei. Findor is an old land. It avoided much of the chaos brought about by the catastrophe, as well as the changing dungeons and dragons additions and whims. Which is a long way of saying that the toxic old-school Dungeons & Dragons fans, they'd love Findor. It's very, very Lord of the Rings. But now, the boulders have grown over with loam and moss, and the tower itself has toppled across them from some previous titanic attack. The structure itself has somehow maintained its shape despite the odds through magic. Or perhaps the stones of the tower themselves have absorbed the stubbornness of their wizard master. The base of the tower is strewn with rubble, and the top of the tower rests fully on its back atop the higher resting point of two large chunks of green rock. And yet, the front entry and doorway at its base sits pristine, as if unaware of the tower's current state. Your journey has been uneventful through the quiet glades of the Findoran Forest, but the journey has been long, and you are happy to be out of the local damp weather. So as you guys arrive to this scene, go ahead and introduce your character. Sorry, but real quick, the tower's a dick, isn't it? Yes. Fantastic. It's a dick tower. <laughs> I remember Gracie really appreciating my vagina dungeon for Mother's Day so long ago. And I thought that since she was on the show, I would I would I would give the mirror, which is the Dick Tower. Uh, and I will be posting the art that I have drawn for Dick Tower to our Twitter later. It's uh it's hung. I truly cannot wait to dig into this rock fort. I This looks uh, like it's gonna be hard, guys. Rockfort is cheese. No, no Fucking more cheese fantastic. puns. Fantastic. Love it. Oh god, are we gonna have to Love clean it? it? If it's got cheese. cheese on it. <laughs> Please clean it. Uh, From under. 
dick cheese. I'm not. I'm not going from under this thing. Anyways, um... So I think it's safe to say I take point, because I'm the ranger of the party. Oh, yeah. I'm the ranger of the party. You're the ranger of the party. my favorite terrain is woods. What's your favorite terrain? Swamp. See? Are you both not rangers? Yes. I've got a level in ranger. Okay. I've got three. Well, since Mitch spoke up first with what class levels he has, should we start with him? Yeah, obviously, I'm taking point. Uh, also... Uh, I know where my buddy Freddy lives, so I'm just going to I'm just going to my homie's house. He, he he said he needed help. He called me on my phone, and I never let my buddy down. He's always got my back. Always helps me with the kid when I need help. So I'm gonna get him good. I'm a good dad. Derek Finoman. Derek is a, an average build guy, somewhat tall, to like five eleven, not like five seven, five eight. And, yeah, uh, that's normal. It's normal height. He, he he's a taller gentleman. He's a bit overweight. He's Wearing pretty unassuming normal garb, uh, with the exception of a very old, beat-up jerkin. He's got minimal kit on him, because he's just going to his buddy's house, but no ranger worth their salt would be anywhere without their dagger. And no dad worth his bod would go anywhere without his shoulder bag and his waist satchel. Because you never know when you're going to need the things a dad carries. You know, I'm perfectly okay with this character as long as you're never taking that jerkin off. I... and... Because of that, Gracie, you're next. It's wonderful that you think I'm going to be better than them. I don't expect destroy him, somehow more Try polite. to be yourself, but you're one of us. Curdle his expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Why, guys? The cheese puns make no sense here. It's Sire's Day, Jay. If we're not going to make cheesy puns, then why are we here? Ah, oh, fuck! Now they're canon. Now you can't edit all that out. Well, um. I am playing Bubo Stragardi's nuts. Sorry, I just yes. had to. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm so lost. I I am dying. Yeah. I am dead. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, that came out of but nowhere. No, <laughs> but in all seriousness, Fucking his winning. name is uh, Bubo Stragardi's. He is Why a, would you start being serious now? Why? <laughs> I can hold it together for a little bit. I can't guarantee okay. how long. I'll do my um, best too. as well. Ask my spouse. Like two minutes. I've done planks. One minute is a very long time. Thank you. You hear that, ladies? It's hard. Continue. <laughs> I saw the tower. It's not hard. It's not hard. Well, he is a Owlin wizard. Very nerdy looking guy. Very tall, but you wouldn't be able to tell with how he hunches over. I'd say closest approximation to his species would probably be a horned owl. Got those little ears and bright yellow eyes, and very curious about the world, but very awkward in how he interacts with it. He sounds pretty great. That's very on point for Horned Owls. Very, nice, very great. Nicely done, Jack. It's very Owl from Winnie the Pooh vibes. I'm Hell sure yeah. we might be able to get to the Horned part. Also, he may spontaneously become Southern, but that's just me. By the way, is everyone here aware of the whole bless your heart situation? No. Yeah. It doesn't mean that- Wait, that means fuck you, right? <laughs> Yeah, I speak English. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just, just making sure. Just wondering if I could get by. Who's next? You. Oh, it's me. Uh, yeah. I will be joining you as the only returning character. The, uh, as Jay described last time you saw them, Bogwitch Zilnot. Tall as a tree, thin as a rail, covered in rags and, and scale mail, black, mucky, and, and, Absolutely haunting is Zilnot. With them is their companion, the 
small drake who has yet to be officially named. Yeah. But I imagine it's a name you couldn't pronounce. It's Aubrey. If we level (laughs) Jeff's character up, will he evolve from a haunting into a Gengar? Because it's it's Drake. Fuck. (laughs) That's a fucking good joke that not everybody's gonna get. That only people that fucking like Drake will get. Yeah, that explains why I don't get it. So, uh, great. Hey, uh, Mitch pointed out something when you said you were gonna play Zilnaut, and I just wanna just shout out Jeff's ability to follow directions to the letter. When I told him to, to, make letter. A, to make a character for Mother's Day. I said, hey, make new characters, make them a one-off character that we don't need to bring back. And he brought it back here, obviously demonstrating that he's not capable of such thing. Incapable. Yeah. Every character I make is iconic. I need Me to, and Ryan both. I need to TPK, TPK these parties Please every do. time so that I can yeah. stop this from happening. Jeffrey, exactly. can you give us just a little bit of the wonderful Zilnot voice? I have come to solve your problem. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> On that note, Ryan, uh, what did you bring us today? Yes. Uh, hey! Hey, hey! <laughs> did I make Did I, I think I made it. Hi, everyone. I, uh, my name is Jim, and, uh, I'm here to work with Zilnot. I'm glad that I caught up to you guys just in time because I am his Moore's appointed interpreter. Oh, well, hello there, Jimbo. Good to meet you, laddie. Yes, nice nice to meet you all. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going you, you look I'm up. going to start sending you things <laughs> directly. So no longer am I going to speak in heavy English. <laughs> Oh no. Be prepared. You signed up for us. Yeah, job. no. I'm no, all but, for it. But, but this Jeff, is what, you this don't is have purpose. to. You don't. You, you weren't speaking English before, right? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was. This has been English? <laughs> my, uh. I work for my dad's, uh, interpreting company. And, uh, the Moors have signed. Have asked us to, uh, interpret for Zilnot here. Well, uh, thanks for coming there, sports. Looks like you're having a, a bit of a winder there. Let me help you out there. And Derek slaps him on the back. You got this, little buddy. <laughs> and cast guidance. Th- thank you, but that's actually just my voice. <laughs> what what languages do you speak? I speak so fucking many of them. All of them. He speaks all of them. He has many. no... He, he, I'm unanimously cool. telling you, you work for an interpreting company, you speak all languages. I will not... Be taking notes about this. <laughs> um, Sick. Excuse- I'll just speak to you in Draconic. Excuse me. I- I'm a little confused. When's the yes. dancing supposed to begin? What? The what now? You said you were interpreter. Interpretive dance? That's common no, to this realm, is it not? not that kind of interpreter. Oh. I don't. I don't. I'm not much of a dancer, but I do. When I'm not, when I'm not interpreting for my dad's company, I, I have a band. I'm the singer. As soon as the owl and said dance, Derek started throwing down dad moves. That's a performance of 11. It's what you'd I, expect. Nice. <laughs> I also he raises the roof. The That's what he does. Little cabbage Yo, patch. hang on. It's a 12. I wow. have one. Oh, oh man. He's, he's, a, he's above and beyond the regular dance. Pretty groovy. Thank you, that laddie. Now, are y'all ready to get our tuckering on and take this care of? Freddie said he needs a bit of help, so let's uh, let's get moving, yeah? As you dance up to my previously described scene, 
you guys notice that there is a note on the door to the tower. What language is it written in? Common. I don't, shit, I didn't take that one. Weird. <laughs> Zilnot strides up to it, uh, rips the it's okay, note you have an off and reads it. Yeah, no, reads the note. What do, what do I read? Uh, oh, here. Since you've decided to read it. I'm not going to read it aloud. Oh, yes, you are. You got, you've kind of got to. It's like an audio podcast. Well, I, I, my plan was to make him read it to me, and then I was going to tell you what it no, said. No, see, you, you read it out. And so, then I interpret for everybody else. Well, if you ladies are done dicking around with the paperweight there, you want to let me take a look at it and see what it says? Tacked to the door as you arrive is a small note in cramped handwriting that says... <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, fuck yourself, Jay. Uh, and, and I say that only because this is what you didn't expect to happen. You're not good. Yeah, Jeff, we, we absolutely didn't expect you to be annoying. Yeah, it's weird that you think that that was a wrong choice. So, Zilnot says, the note reads, Hi, everybody come on in. Archmage Overture. Seems like a really nice guy, don't you think? Oh, my boy Freddy's really great. Went to school with him for a long time. Good bud. Got your tight team with your family. Take good care of you. I am glad that he did give us his consent. That is important, not to assume, even though we did arrive. Yeah, it's very kind of him. We're like watching his house or something. Uh, Derek. Yeah. Derek doesn't trust these chuckle fox. What exactly what I said? Derek knows that Freddy has never written that few words in his life. Zilnot says we should just go on it. I would like to review Freddy's note. Yeah, I hand it to you. Derek, who has also received the notes. You guys have received notes telling you that you're supposed to house sit this this place. You know that there's more to it than that because he hinted that there would be more to the job than just house sitting. But he didn't tell you more over the mail because he seemed very suspicious. So I'm going to go ahead and send it to Mitch since I've done this to me. You have done <laughs> this to you. So uh, let's see here what my what my man <laughs> Freddy say. Uh, sir, two young heroes hacking three day payment upon room door. Uh, don't let. Uh, okay, so uh, Freddy's Freddy looks like he's up to his usual wizard nonsense. He says uh, he'll be back in three days, and he'll uh, he'll pay us when he gets back, and that there's going to be further instructions on the detainment room door, and not to let the thing out. And uh, you know, I can I can say that uh, Freddy be into a lot of things with his his overture nonsense, his wizard nonsense. So. We, we best be getting our way in, find the detainment room, and see what else he got written for us there. Uh, 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 thing? Oh, oh yeah, lad, he's a, he's a wizard. Wizards do all kinds of thing. And what exactly are we not supposed to let out? Oh, I, I kind of say, until we get there. But he said there'd be no more notes on the door. Look, back when we were in the wizard college, he was pristine at summoning. We, we used to have some ragers, some good parties. And because I've got somebody speaking like a thick brogue and Zilnot... Uh, I'm gonna read the note for the listener to Yawn Heroes back in three days. Important parts. Payment upon my return. Further instructions on the detainment room door. Don't let him out! Exclamation point. Signed, Archmage Overture. I open the door. Yeah, Jay. Have I been to his tower before? I mean, we're buds, but I I know he's come to my house. I'm not sure if I've gone to his house. Nah, I'm not giving you that sort of a leg up. How tall is the doorway? (laughs) Uh, it's short. You have to hunch. That's the life you live, okay. Furbolg. Yeah, no, I'm prepared. That's why I asked the stupid question. You hit your head. Fucker. <laughs> obviously don't hit my head. I'm going to wear I might clip my antlers, though. Oh, yeah, you clip your antlers for sure. There's no bothers. way. You never duck low enough for that shit. <laughs> no. 
Entry, every doorway as you he enter, walks through is just scraped. As you enter, you realize that while the tower was not necessarily small in the way of mages everywhere, it is much larger on the inside. The hallway before cool, you so is spanning 40 feet wide and 60 feet into the tower. The far end walls curve, leading towards the back end of the hall. A door leading diagonally from this entry on either side into separate rooms. Above each door, you see a gargoyle's head statue jutting from the walls. Their eyes seem to follow you as you move. And you guys sit there in the doorway. Could your yeah. indecision for three days. <laughs> Wedding. We're doing a great job. Episode is over. Yeah, absolutely. Sit for three days. Episode ends. This is my favorite. Um, Derek lights the um, torches in the perception room. Perception rule? There's nothing else in the room to see. Der- Derek lights the torches. Sure. Uh, there's a couple torches by the behind you in the door. Are there sconces? Yes, of course. It's a it's a wizard's tower. Of course, there's sconces. Sconces yeah, everywhere. That, Derek. Okay, then is it like dark? Uh, not now that he's lit. I mean, were the torches on? Were the torches already on? Yeah, yeah I, were the you know, it's the wizard's lit? tower. Yes, there's just always sort of a magical fire in the braziers. So okay, you did not then instead, light. Derek goes to light the torches with his finger guns and goes, "Now who be leaving all the lights on in the house when nobody's even home?" I think they're magic. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Zilnot nods slowly, hauntingly. He said well, he uh, thinks so. Let's, let's, be making our, let's be making our way down to the detainment room. That's what the note said we'd find the most instructions at. Okay. Yulok is detainment. He asked where the bathroom is. Uh. They, sorry. Zilnot cocks their head sideways. We've been in the woods for like 45 minutes, man. When you, you go, you, you gotta go. You gotta go. Look, I don't know where the I don't know where the John is. Just pop out the door. Do your business round outside. Why is it called the John? Because every John has one. I'm Jim. I know Jimbo. Nice to meet you again, Jimbo. Since you think I forgot. Oh, the big fella's gone. Let, let's go that way. Big fella's picked the direction I see. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the gargoyle's eyes follow. Correct. Uh, they do. It seems it seems that they watch you. Okay. It's kind of. That statue's kind of creepy. What even is this thing? It's a tower, Jimbo. Bird, you seem smart. Do you, do you know what this is? I don't think it's a dog. Oh, would I be able to do a history check? Uh, you know, that wouldn't tell you much. Yeah. You don't know the history of gargoyle faces on tower walls. Fair enough. Uh, I'm sure my studies lie elsewhere. I mean, I could tell you that, but it wouldn't progress the story <laughs> at all. <laughs> Come on, I just want to get us on a very long tangent. I I, I will send you a long uh, treatise on uh, Gargoyle Head later. Thank you. I'll be checking your yeah. sources on that. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that you know more than me. <laughs> it wouldn't uh, be Derek, hard. But we what Derek does notice room. is there's a smudge on one of them, and he pulls out a handkerchief, and he casts Prestidigitation, and he wipes the handkerchief just in front of him, and the smudge just cleans off of the statue. And then he follows Zilnot into the next room. Okay. Zilnot walks into the next room. I'm sure Overture will be very happy that you did that. All right, the next room is... Wait, hold on. I, I want to check something. Just Sure, what do you want to do? Know, just, you know, close the door. I just want to see if the lights go out, because, like, we can't be leaving those on. Oh yeah, so, like, I mean you you, you yeah, like close right. it while peeking. Yeah, like do the like fridge door thing. Like it's a refrigerator. Yes. Yeah, when you get yet yeah, nothing happens until you get like literally like the last inch and then it clicks off. Like all the all the flames just snuff out. It's exactly <laughs> like a fridge door. You realize that there's a little button at the top of the door frame. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I would just like to open the door and just all right. see if it does the thing if I poke it. You guys chose the door on the right. As you guys enter 
Uh, you see this very large... Hang on, circ- hang on. Slow your roll. I'm helping the owl investigate the door. That's dope. That's dope tech. Oh. I gotta get that in my house. <laughs> yeah, if I press the oh, button, hi, hi. just watch oh, it go nice on and there. off. Oh, that's great. And then your kids not be leaving all the damn torches on, burning your While they talk day. about doors. The southwestern wall, like you that. guys take in the next room. <laughs> the southwestern wall contains a plethora of tables, tools, and a forge fire, as well as a large dark anvil. Two ironclad statues stand at attention to the south side, both wielding large hammers and looming over the room, heads coming close to the ceiling, but other than their imposing natures, unmoving. The north side appears to be where Overture has taken to stockpiling potions, or maybe booze, or maybe both, of all shapes and sizes. His obsession with the potions appears to have outgrown his containment, however, as in front of the largest rack, the potions have simply been piled up like some random liquid pyramid. Whoa, look at all those! Uh, Derek walks over and grabs a beer off one of the shelves. Room temperature? Wait. Of course not. We're of a, course. Uh, hang on. It's a, no, no, no. Hang on, this hang is on. Findor. It's based on European society. Absolutely room oh, temperature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, room temperature. Yeah, whatever the proper temperature is, I am sure is the temperature it is. I believe Zulnat has said he would like to crack one of those babies open. Rip it and grip it, he says. Tilts his head sideways again. Yeah, man, sounds good. I mean, Freddy's always a good bloke about sharing and whatnot. He meant the potions, not the beer. Do not do it. It was uh, too late. Uh, Derek has already grabbed it. Drink it faster. <laughs> Still not quickly steps over, steps over to the potion pile and shakes his head and puts his hand out. He says, let me show you how that's done. You are not He said I'm a great interpreter. Thank you, Zilnot. There's a door to the west and a door that leads diagonally similar to the door you came in, but it leads to the north now, all on the west side. Uh, I would like to make a perception check to see if we can get that Red Bull, finally get those wings. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead and make make an investigation check if you wish to find a specific type of potion. All right. I would like to pocket a couple of them. I would like to pocket a couple of them. I don't know why I said that in voice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that would be a 16. A 16? Yeah, you find a Red Bull, Red Bull potion. As soon as Jimbo says that Zilnot wants a beer, Derek just picks up another one, sets it on top, just double stacks the beers, and does the palm down thing, and pops one cap off on the uh, cabinet and one cap off on the other beer, and hands Zilnot a fresh room temperature, dark, dark beer, probably. It says beer. Um, oh yeah. yeah, can I uh, can I like investigate this thing? Uh, Derek also investigates, which is to say, it takes a big Find sip. Out if it's a beer, it's a beer? Sure. yeah, I don't. It says beer. It says beer. I don't trust <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, investigate. Eighteen. It's there's a it's a label. Uh, it takes you a moment to sort of parse the label because it is in a language that you're not too familiar with. And, but but as far as you can tell, it's beer. It's just very uh micro brew uh bullshitty kind of. What do you call it? It's a bougie beer that he apparently has made himself. Okay. I uh, take a sip. Let me decide if I like it. You realize that the rack that that Derek has gone to is booze. Like, it's not just potions in this room. Right. It's booze and potions. Yes. I I look at Jimmy, my interpreter, and I decide maybe, maybe Draconic isn't the language for him. So I speak to him in giant. Oh, he's he's changed dialects. He says this beer is flat. 
Please hey, keep no, up you're kinda, Look, when, you, when a man welcomes you to his house, you're, in, you're entitled to a beer, but you're not entitled to a potion. That's a bit much now. Uh, and also, I don't know I don't know what all this shit is. I mean, you tried reading Freddy's writing earlier. He's terrible at writing. Yeah, no potion, yes. No potion. Come on, we gotta go find the detainment room. Let's go see what this is all about. I don't think that's what he said. But it's a okay. door to the west and a door to the northwest. Directly on I your I open the door. Which one? West. Okay. I'll follow him through. You guys step into a library. This large room is half encircled along the southeastern wall with a huge, heavy bookshelf. Upon each shelf rests a discomforting number of thick, heavy books, so much so that you fear several of the sagging wooden spars may break from their burden. Against the north wall sit two podiums with large tomes open, strange words written on their eldritch pages. Next to them is what looks like a really comfy couch. Uh, yeah, this, this room has Booba the most excited. So many books. Once again, there is a wall down to the southeast that you suspect leads back to your entryway hall and a door to the northeast that you suspect uh, would lead to the same place that the room you were just in is. Uh, also, there's also a door to the northwest. Uh, Zilnot looks at Jimmy again, decides that uh, he'll try again. Uh, and this time, in Elvish... Oh, and I would just like to add that you see Boob, oh, Booba's over by the books, but like every time someone talks, his head just does a 180. I don't know uh, if you can have this room, Zilnot. I do believe it's going to be Booba's. Uh, Derek puts down his, his edition of uh, Stone Illustrated. Uh, yeah, yeah, my friend, this this is this is Freddy's house. You, you can't you kind of have it. Come on now. Let, let's keep on away. All right. I'm, I'm going to lead this cat show. We're going to go find Booba. I, I know. It's a lot. I know. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Zilnot just walks, shaking his head towards the next door. Like, Bubo joins, but, like, his head is still just watching the books longingly. So, you poke your head in, and with, you don't even move all the way in. This room appears to have once held the stairway that led up through the tower, but it appears that Overture never bothered or simply hasn't gotten around to fixing it. Indeed, it appears he has never even bothered to clean out the rubble. In the center lies the stone and wood that once constituted the stairway. It seems he has resorted to using this room for storage as crates, sacks, and barrels have been stacked here. Otherwise, it looks to be a dead end. Uh, Zilnot cranes his head around in a unsettling way to everybody except for uh, Bubo. Um, and looks at Bubo, and in Sylvan, uh, says, This is not... You know what? Don't need the voice for this. And Sylvan says, this is not the room we need. But what you hear is... Now, if you speak Sylvan, which would make sense, you will understand. Jimmy might also. He says, there's no Pop-Tarts in here. <laughs> Derek adds back in Sylvan. Well, yeah, of course not, man. He says the room's a wreck. Who's going to keep your Pop-Tarts in a wreck room? People who need an e a snack when they're working out. I know. I know. <laughs> I said that and immediately knew that it was a lie. I'm sorry. Uh, I just made Pop-Tarts canon. The only door left to the northeast leads to a room very similar to the entryway, a little bit narrower. There's nothing here other than two mirroring gargoyle heads that are similar to the one before. There's nothing of interest in this room, and there's a set of double doors at the other end. As you move into the what appears, or what you're guessing from the size of the tower and the way things have been shaped out, must be one of the final rooms. Here, you enter. Did the, you just assume what to be, that we do nothing in the empty room with nothing to do? I have no, to. No, he enforced. Yeah. <laughs> he enforced that we did nothing. He didn't assume. He gave us no options. No option. <laughs> this Someone's is the most. Ship. 
This is the most lavish room you have yet seen. Against the west side, on the other side of a cat bear skin rug. Facing into the room, you see a comfortable chair next to a large ornate wooden desk. The tabletop piled high with papyrus, vellum, and half-finished texts. Along the walls are art, statues, and the heads of what must be slain monsters that Overture has had to best during his career. Against the east wall sits a large basin, appearing to be a fancy bathtub, with tubing sticking out from the walls as well as a pile of half-burned wood sitting below. A surprisingly simple bed can also be seen against the south side. A heavy iron door appears to be the only other entrance, solidly stopping passage to the north. Okay, real quick, because this has been on my mind for like the entire time. It kind of looks like you got the interior of a dick right too, because you see the deep thorsal vein, the corpus spongiosum, corpus cavernosum. No, is that what that looks like? I was just throwing some rooms together. Obviously, it's not because, like, what would these things be on the sides? Those aren't in. It's got, I mean, it's got the balls here where the pee is stored. No, I did That's not funny. force you guys to go through a dick dungeon. Why? That would be crass and completely out of character. So, so Derek <laughs> is gonna see, you know, what the door is on the the right side of the room. He's gonna circle around in the bathtub because uh, it's got a drip. He's gonna check that first door. Is it the containment room on the first door on the right there? So the first door on the right is not the detainment Moving room. On. It is the last room of, of this dungeon. You peer into it. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what's in it. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, just like the I'm stairway. I'm on a time-sensitive mission, Jay. Um, Derek moves out of the bathtub, and he pulls out his uh, his tinker's tools. It's a kitchen. Huh? It's a oh, kitchen. The, the you know, room I mean, that is good to know. It's, it's a, a kitchen. kitchen. Uh, Derek moves around to the bathtub, and he pulls out his tinker's tools, uh, a pair of pliers, and a tiny, tiny, tiny little vial of uh, alchemical glue and uh, sovereign glue. And he just, he tightens up one of the nuts on the pipes and then puts a little dab of glue on it and stops a drip. It would be the nuts. He just yeah. mutters to himself, my man, you've been dripping water for a while there. It's just, you know, it's you kind of, the state of the place. Hey, you're, you're pretty handy. As he does that, Bubo, and they, they watch him sort of do that. Bubo, you are the first to notice that the large steel door that you assume leads to the containment room, there's a note on it, but more alarmingly, it seems to be slightly ajar. So it's uh, not a door? It is. I'm too uh, entranced by uh, this. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> got him. Son of a bitch. Jeff didn't even notice. He just kept on going. Yep. <laughs> Fucking got him. A heavy iron doorway I'm- blocks entry to this jar, or it would. <laughs> the door sits halfway ajar, and as you look, you notice the frame of the nearby wall shows damage, as if something forced its way out. Upon the door, you find a note in the same cramped handwriting as you've come to expect from the wizard who hired you. Um, um, gentlemen? No, that's not right. Fellows? Fellows? We have a bit of an issue here? What's wrong? Well, of course we do. His other pipe's leaking, too. And Derek is just tensioning up the nuts and bolts in this pipeway. Zilnot, who is entranced by this uh, creature's head, turns to look at you, eyes wide. What yeah, seems to be the to be problem, a- Bubo? The, uh, the, the, the door's open? I'm not sure what was behind there, but I don't think it was friendly. Oh, is this? This is the room. Detainment room. Nods fervently. What does the note say? In a language that to some is almost assaultive, uh, aka abyssal, Zilnod goes, Hold on. Oh, we were. (laughs) With bated breath. There you go. Let's wait for this interpretation. Ah, okay. I again no no pop tarts. <laughs> Please relax with the pop tarts, they'll not. Derek uh Look at there. The kitchen is the other room. Derek drops his his tools back in his waist satchel 
that slings around the front of his, his fanny. And he just looks up at Zildot, and he says in, in Elven, I, I kind of think your man there speaks your languages there, friendo. And then he switches to Sylvan. Perhaps you should just use one of these that we know. Uh, he turns and in common says, I appear to have been given an interpreter who is incompetent. Uh, Derek says back in Sylvan, I kind of say what you just said, my man. Uh, try Elvin or Sylvan. I at least made that out. Yeah, he said that there isn't extra blankets in here. And Sylvan, he replies, uh, I will try <laughs> this language. Bubo, the note reads, please keep an eye on my tower for the next three days. You should have everything you need in the way of food and water, though comfort should be sought on the various couches and chairs of my tower, as I am not accustomed to having company. You are welcome to the potions and defenses of my tower, but I warn you that their use will be billed against your reward. Most importantly, keep this door closed. The creature within is highly dangerous, unstable, and uncontrollable. For your safety and his, you must keep the door locked and shut at all times, no matter what noises you hear from within. I will not be held responsible for any deaths or damages the creature may exact on anyone who defies this rule. Soft food or grain should be deposited beneath the door using the small flap on the bottom twice per day. Should the creature manage to escape, please prioritize the following. Number one, do not let them into my library. The books are priceless and irreplaceable. Do not let them near the ironworks or the kitchen. And three, do not let them drink any of the potions in the potion room. They have become quite addicted to them, and the repercussions can be drastic. Once again, thank you for coming, and I am sorry about my early departure. It was incredibly necessary. As, uh, as she reads, the door sort of on its hinge swings a little bit, and you peer inside. Uh, inside, you guys see a small room made from concrete and steel. The floor is blackened, as if from soot. Several piles of painted wood can be seen nearby, as if whatever furniture that was in here was demolished recently. Some of it is smoldering. What do you guys do? You can give me a survival or an investigation check. Uh, 18 plus 5, so 23. That's plenty. Okay, so uh, you look around and you get the feeling that whatever it is isn't big. It seems to be a fairly small creature. You do find a set of prints that didn't catch your eye upon entering the room that you now see as you, as you like, go from the detainment room out into the room. You see very faded, sooty prints no detail to them, but they can be seen going across the rug heading to the other side of the room where the kitchen was that Derek took a glance into. Uh, yeah, I follow them all the way there and then try to observe in the kitchen. Uh, on the way, I say, uh, in Sylvan, this way. This way. He said he thinks there might be Pop-Tarts over here. Well, this would make sense because it is the kitchen. I don't think it's that's a, exactly kitchen, what he said. Yeah. All right, all right, everybody, hang on, hang on. Before we get on into this business, we all got to huddle up. Come on, bring it in, bring it in. All right, oh, we're ready, okay. we're good, we're going to do this. We're going to we, take care of this. We I'm going to take care of this for my friend Freddy. We're going to get it going, you ready? You ready for Freddy? Let's do it. And Derek claps okay. everyone on the back and casts bless. Hell yeah. Right on. Same. Everyone Can't except enough Derek. that the character's name is not Freddy, but, you know, whatever. Look, he's Freddy oh, no. to me. So Derek has given you all dad advantage. Um, you can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw for the next minute. Anytime. Anytime you make an attack or saving roll. 
you add a d4 because y'all got that dad energy many thanks many thanks for that sweet sweet dad energy that's the power of dark laddies keep it strong and upright you know and uh you see the green outline of a dick glow through Derek's shirt and his his jack right right in the cut I'm also Derek and I I take mine out as well Uh, Derek gives you the ceremonious dick bump dick bump dick bump Describe the ceremonious dick bump. Um, it's like a thrust. You, you gingerly touch bump. your tits. Yeah, you, you do a thrust mm-hmm. like a fist bump. You, you, you bump dicks. I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. I just and wanted then to gingerly hear touch tips. I just have in my head, do Alan's even have dicks? I mean, I imagine they've got something. I don't know. Because Google if owls I have dicks and then decide from there. I don't think they do. It's <laughs> fantasy. They, they, no, they have dicks. They're just not out. Oh, like the Shape of Water kind of guy. Sure. Never saw that movie. Honestly, her dick should always be out. Dick's out for Harambe. As you guys do that, and you gingerly touch tips, you hear a loud noise coming from within the kitchen, like pots and pans falling over. I take out a knife. I draw my bow. (laughs) There's something in there. I'll draw my quarter staff. In Sylvan, I say, uh... This is what was entertainment. Or is... I don't think it's a rubber duck. He's still not. No dick. Verified. No dick. Alice don't have dicks? They're one whole kind of bird. The the cloaca. I meant like owlins. They touch buttholes, Jay. Just like chickens. Yeah, it's called a cloacal kiss. Fun fact. As you enter into the kitchen, which was not described, because he only took a glance, funnily enough. Took a glance. Yeah, the only room that was only glanced at. This room's walls are cluttered with narrow shelves, themselves piled with odd shakers, bottles, and half-full decanters of various powders, herbs, and liquids. Against the north wall are two large casks. The eastern side is dominated by a tremendous stone oven or kiln. Though it appears the room's initial use may have been for some sort of ironwork or artifice, its current primary use appears to revolve around the small stovetop that has been added slapdash to the side of the much larger oven. Dirty pots and pans still sit from a forgotten meal, but those pots and pans have been kicked over, and a large fire has set in the center of the room, fanning out from the oven itself. A puddle of flaming oil is spreading as you guys enter, and you see that the flaming oil is heading pretty rapidly to the kindling at the north end of the room. Derek steps up like lightning. Well then, lads, first thing first, and he casts Mage Hand, and he turns off the stove. Sure. Yeah, all right. It's just a dial? That makes sense. <laughs> just like fridge lights <laughs> in the hallway. It's fine. I mean, if you, you like, I can go with uh, thaumaturgy nope. or prestidigitation instead. Uh, no. No, no, no. You turn off the stove. Yeah, all right. Does, uh, you said there was a pot of oil that was on fire? Or just an oil, oil, there's an oil fire the in general? A oil pot fell over, lighting on fire and spreading an oil fire across the floor. Okay. I wouldn't think this is considered a small campfire, would it? No. Uh, as you can see on the map now that I've updated it, uh, there's a big fire. And like I said, it is heading north toward the, the stack of logs. Uh, Uba's going to go over and just take as many away from the fire as he can. Just chop it to the other side <laughs> of the room. Just log at a time. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty big stack. Uh, you guys very quickly realize that that's probably not going to move quickly enough. Go ahead and roll initiative. You guys are acting under pressure. We're gonna we're gonna fight a fire. <laughs> Fuck. 
Hey, yo, so I got a nine. Yeah, so I have a pretty impressive addition to my uh, to my uh, initiative rolls. Fuck yeah! And you can guess how badly I rolled when my total is eight. Hell yeah! Uh, Bubo? I got a twenty. I don't Bubo know what I'm first. doing. <laughs> no! <laughs> Someone else take it. Nick, what'd you get? Uh, I got a number. It's greater than zero. Hell yeah! All right, wow, wow, Jeff, you're not last. Hell yeah! <laughs> Ryan, with your paltry nine, you are second in the initiative order. As you see Bubo sort of just grabbing logs one at a time, are you carrying them or are you just hucking them across the room? What, what's the plan? Yeet. Yeet. She's, yeah, she's just like throwing logs back at you guys, I assume, seeing as you guys would have to be in the way of throwing them out of the line of fire. Sure. This is, this is clearly a grease fire. And, uh... My dad said not to put water on a grease fire. Yeah, so, you're supposed uh, to put Travolta on it. You'd have the smart chap. We gotta smother it. I assume Zilna is wearing a cloak of some sort. Um, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, rip that off your body. And I'm going to attempt to smother said fire. Go for it. Do I need to roll for that, Jay? Or can I just do um, that? Um, <laughs> yes. Give me a, a flat d20 roll. Hey, Jay, I can absolutely do that for you because those are the only rolls that I can do. What's your cloak oh, made out of, Zilnot? Oh, I don't know. Moss? Gross. <laughs> oh, no. Perfect. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, so, yeah. It's still wet. It's still wet moss. You you, wanna, you throw it over... It would start probably be living. <laughs> you, you throw it over the fire and a sort of slow smoke just sort of comes out. It appears at first that the fire is put out and then the middle of the cloak just sort of and you see the flames coming out from the center oh. of the cloak. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I look at it and go, not useful. You believe you've bought some time, and you have sort of soaked up the oil from like flowing a little bit with this moss cloak, though. Zilma, do something. Uh, yeah. Let me run out to the uh to the sheet that is on this bed out here. Okay. What's that? Is he I'm leaving? <laughs> Grab the sheet, and uh, I'm going to use... Uh, is it a bonus action, free action, full action to grab this sheet? You get to interact with it as your your uh, thing. It will take you a double move, I think, to move there and back to the fire. But... Uh, uh, yeah, does it... First off, what does it... Does it feel like it will catch on fire? Because if so, then I'll just move to the... Let's see. Overture, uh, I think, has nice sheets. How well does silk burn? Eh. I imagine very well. No, I don't think very it actually well. burns very well. I think it's a very tight weave. It doesn't aerate. Yeah, I don't think it burns very well. I think well. it's one of the advantages of silk, um, but it does melt and fuse to your skin. So, like, that ain't That's great. probably bad. Uh, I'm going to go dump it in the water first. It shrinks from okay. the flame. Okay, well, that's good. So, you're, you're not going to be able to make it back. With all that, it's going to take your whole yeah, round to no, get to that's the, gonna take to some the time. tub. Yeah. All right. Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Omen. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got Mage Hand going. That's dope. We've got an extra hand. Because everybody knows, Dad needs a third hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, Derek's rifling through his waist bag, and uh, he doesn't find what he's looking there. And he goes through his shoulder bag, and that's where he finds what he was looking for. And he goes, all right, chap, go ahead and do me a hand, yeah? And uh, Derek does a high five and a low five and a dick bump. You don't see anything, but you see his dick and his pants compress as he casts Unseen Servant. And uh, the Unseen Servant takes his thick wool blanket, and wool is fire-resistant, and puts that over the top of the fire. What thick wool blanket? Oh, it came out of Derek's shoulder bag. Okay. Yeah. All right. Once again, it's an oil fire. 
We're just sort of adding things to it. Smothering it's it. soak and burn. No, wool's fire uh, resistant. That's why you always use wool for your garb. Wool is retardant. Yes. That is... Okay, okay, okay. So, Derek high five, low five, and invisible dick bumps his unseen servant, bro. And you hear the audible clap when this happens. Uh, for all three motions. And uh, he, he just pulls a thick wool blanket out of his shoulder bag. It's not, unfortunately, a huge blanket. It's child-sized. And he hands it to his unseen servant, who begins to try to bat out the fire with the help from Mei-chan. Okay, so the flame retardant will, once again, it's flame retardant and it's absorbent, so you kind of just sort of halt the fire from moving. The big puddle, I don't think is going to get put out by this, but you've definitely contained it at this stage. Well, without modern science, that's it, boys. We've done what we can. Uh, after, after having calculated the approximate movement, I would have made it right back in the door at, at my movement. Here we are, about to throw water on it. No, wait, no, wet blanket, wet blanket. <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wet, wet blanket, blanket. Wet blanket. Not water. water will be Thank bad. God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna stop it. This could get bad real fast. Uh, no, it's just a wet blanket, and I would have wrung it out a little bit on the way too, so it's not like sopping wet. So, just so that so the, the fire is sort of contained. It's been pushed away from the the logs. Uh, Bubo, it is your turn again. I guess there's enough room to just sense it. Probably. <laughs> Wait, you. You already got the blanket on there, right? We've continued. No, he's on the way. We have a cloak. We have a wool blanket. We have. We're just piling sheets on a fire at this stage. I mean, that's, but yes, that's how the you wet do one it. has not arrived yet. Oh, uh, I guess I could use my turn to go get it and put it on. My just grab it. Gonna okay. go and assist Zilnot. Yes. Sure. Uh, his turn, I believe. Oh no, technically it's Ryan. So she moves I'll pass. to assist. She, you pass. And she runs, you and Zilnot grab each side, run back into the room. And I looked up Silk. Apparently Silk just sort of shrink wraps when hit with fire. But being a wet blanket, you throw it over. It contains what's left of the fire and snuffs it out. Uh, gives it no more oxygen and we get it to stop. Because this blanket is large enough to cover what's left of the flames. As you guys move down to the south side and stamp out the last of the flames, you do see that what would appear to be a smooth stone door is actually a secret door, and it is slightly ajar, as if someone has moved to the south through this passage. Oh. Uh, First things first, Mage Hand and Invisible Helper Bro hold up the wool blanket, and Derek finger guns at it, casts Prestidigitation, and gets all that nasty oil and soot off. He folds his blanket up neatly, puts it back in his shoulder bag. Well, I think digitation hey, uh, is truly the best spell, like on a real, real life basis. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, are, ten out of ten. Are we sure that like the thing that was being contained isn't a uh, fire elemental? You might be upset. Well, it, if we just snuffed it out, did the note even say? It's possible it's a fire elemental, but uh, the note didn't say what it was exactly, and. Uh, the fire didn't do no moving once we started putting it out, so I don't think so. Okay. But I think it's in our best interest to go and fetch whatever this thing is before it gets... Oh, no. Do you, do you need another roll for me to follow it again, or can I just keep following wherever, whatever trail it is left? You, yeah, no, you can keep following. It's, like I said, it, the only way out of this room, and you heard something in this room a second ago, Derek, is this southern secret door. Derek is dad, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Derek knows, knows that things are going bad. It's going to the potions. That's the that way. The, that way is the potion room. We we gotta hurry because yeah, you spend enough time door. around toddlers. Yeah. You just fucking learn that shit. 
you you learn when bad things are happening. That it's quiet, too quiet. That's a joke until you're a father. Uh, so yeah. you guys come into this room, and you've been here before. Nothing seems out of place in this room except for there is now a single empty bottle lying in the center of the room, and you hear the door click to the library that you went through last time, and you watch the last inch or so shut as you enter the room. It's heading for I the bolt. library. Oh yeah, Bubo's bolting for the library. We all run for it. <laughs> yeah, I bolt. I, there's no, I double move, quadruple move. As you enter the I'm library, I, I need you to roll perception. Hey Derek, can I borrow that sovereign glue? You know how to use it? Look, it, it's just a fix. The first thing that, that everybody my... sees. Uh, 14, 14 I just, plus I, nine. I just nine. need it. The first thing that everybody sees is an entire shelf of books midway through falling over. Oh, no. An entire shelf collides with the ground and breaks. Nobody else sees this, but Zilnot, rolling a 25, I believe you said, just said, 23? 23. 23, you see a blur of something small and very swift, which appeared to have nearly been underneath the shelf, zips around and through the stairwell door. Okay, I bolt. Wait, no, this is good. Derek, give me the glue. What, what are we doing here, lad? Which way does Zilnot bolt? Yeah, I, I bolt towards the broken door. All right, nobody go in. We already know. There's nothing really in that room. I'm going to glue the door shut, and he can't get out. Get on. Oh, little bastard. Uh, I yell uh, in, Silva, this way. Yeah, Bubo's bolting as well. Did you go in the door, or do you try to lock it like Jim is, at, is recommending? Um, I just... just I'm going to I'm going to try to stand in the doorway so nothing can get past me. And uh, if I can see it, I want I want to shoot it with ensnaring strike. You, you you enter the room and you hear like a soft pattering sound and the rumble of stones. And once again, the blur shoots and you see another wall shift like there is a secret passage and something quickly darts into another hallway. I hate this place. I, uh, I turn and say, secret door! Uh, and then in Sylvan, secret, secret door! <laughs> and, uh, yell in Sylvan, go around. There's and no run piano here, Zilnot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bolt towards the secret door after telling them to go around. What is Zilnot's speed? 30. 30, okay, yeah. Um, so... Do you guys do what he said, or do you assume that he's looking for a piano and you um, continue I to follow I go look Zilnot? for the piano in the absolutely completely empty room that is the most important room of this entire dungeon. Ah, Bubo goes the around. hallway. As, as, we, as they're all leaving the room, I'm going to sovereign glue the door behind us closed. Uh, when you, so Derek, Derek hands you the sovereign glue, and it's actually a roll of tape. It's duct tape? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we talking scotch we talking it, it, i can't say it's duct tape duck, but it is a fine tape? silver dark silver gray tape with with a sheen and it's incredibly adhesive on the underside oh wow this is never coming off that's the point now isn't it lad unless you get it like a little bit wet and then it just okay. comes right the once, fuck off. It just comes once right we off, corner yeah. it we'll be okay I think. So you take <laughs> the seams just all around the outside of the door. That's what you do. Yep. Uh, Jimmy, or sorry, Derek so has moved in into action. the hallway in the middle of the tower. I've got that spell that allows me to just shut a door. I've got 
a mage hand on one door, and I've got my unseen servant on the other door, and I'm getting ready to press the digitation the third door, because there's only three doors in this room. If it tries to come in here, I'm going to lock it in with me. I have thaumaturgy as well, so if I see it running towards a door, I'm going to slam that door shut. So we're all heading into the next room after these doors are sealed? I'm readying a trap in the empty hallway with the gargoyles. Uh, is Hooter is Hooters in here with me, or did the Pog just end up there? Hooters? No, I'm in there with okay, you. All right. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive. Look, she said his name is Boob. It might I... as well be Hooters. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, I can't really flaw your logic there as much as I want to. As you enter, still not. Yeah. Everybody's made the move. You are chasing after it. You end up in the study. What do you do? There is something that is in the study that is bouncing around from like spot to spot. The moment you enter, you see something uh, with its back turned to you. It looks like the size of maybe a halfling or a goblin. And it briefly is there sifting through the notes on the table. And then once again, it's a blur and you see a splash as it enters what you assume is the water of the tub. Call out to it. Okay. I swear to God, if that thing turns the water on. Hey, can you understand me? There's no response. Can you just stop? I uh, pull my bow, and since it doesn't look like it's going to be able to run out without me catching it, I get ready to shoot an ensnaring strike at it, and I move toward it. Okay. Uh, Are you stealthing, or are you just moving up on it? I'm moving up on it, because I imagine as soon as it moves, I'm going to be able to shoot it. That's my plan. All right. I'm going to cast an incendiary strike, and I'm going to ready an action. But as soon as it moves, I will shoot Zilnot, it. not. you see splashing and, like, water shooting up out of the top. You see, like, a little hand reaches up and turns on the water, and more water comes shooting that down. son of a bitch. <laughs> and, you, and as you move up with your bow drawn and peer down into the tub, you are greeted by a small, grubby face. It is tinted a strange green color. Its mouth is filled with a few teeth, and you just see it look up at you with its small, terrifying eyes, and it laughs. laughs. I hate this. Don't forget to add D4. It's probably the last round you get to do it. And you realize that it is a two-year-old child, probably mixed race. Sure. Um, that two-year-old child is going to get ensnared the moment I see it. I'm going to shoot action. a child? Fuck yeah, I'm going to shoot a child. Because it's the shot a kid. It's a ready to action. I can't do anything other, with, other than that. <laughs> All right, shoot a child, you monster. Add D4. That's why I can't Fuck take yeah. you to places. Add D4. Charisma, four. Get ready, bitch. I don't understand social cues. Tough love. It's okay. It's an awful Add role. D4. I oh. did. Uh-oh. Okay, so before I add my plus, it is seven. My plus is a nine, so 16. <laughs> oh. And uh, you strike it, do your damage. Yeah, it's going to hurt, I'm sure. Uh, can I choose to make it non-lethal? No. Is that an option? It's a spell. Okay, not with... It's a spell. Yeah, not with spells No, the spell, is, the spell isn't lethal. The spell is ensnaring strike. Which oh, does yeah. damage. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't say it's lethal it's damage. It's always lethal damage if it's a spell. Yeah, spells and ranged weapons don't allow you to do subdue, except for, like, if you get a specific type of ammunition. They're dicks. Yeah. Yes, I learned the day that I was told that I couldn't shoot Tegawag off his bike without killing him. Yeah, I remember that. That has stuck in my brain 
ever since. Hell yeah. My dice apparently understand not to kill this thing. Oh, good. So it's six plus one, seven, and it has to beat a strength save. Okay. Strength save 15. And if this motherfucker, this little baby child, beats a 15th strength save, I'll be, I'm going to be real mad Mitch, about it. Mitch, have you it. ever hung out with a toddler? mad about it. Well, yes. it rolled a natural 17, minus one. Minus only one? Uh, it's a two-year-old. Yeah, uh, but that's not what seems to be the problem, because immediately it turns into mist and is not there anymore. Is this fucking Jack-Jack? <laughs> Jack-Jack ass motherfucker. Uh, my wife made a similar observation for my plan. <laughs> It's fucking rude. As it turns into mist, it disappears from your line of sight. Where is everyone else in this room? Or in the tower at this point? I'm still by the the storage door. I intend to be uh, sovereign taping that closed as well. Which room is Derek in? Uh, Derek and Hooters are in the empty hallway with absolutely nothing to look at. It's Boobo. I cannot have you referring to our female guest as Hooters for the next hour. Ah, fuck (laughs) you. It's an owl! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, he's right. I know where your mind went, but I can't allow it for people to drop in agripo of nothing. What if this is their first yeah. episode? Then they know this that is, I call yeah. owls hooters. They are hooters, <laughs> just like dogs are boofers. So, Derek, where are you right now? You're in the the, the hallway with Boobo. Yeah, Boobo. <laughs> Actually, Boobo would like to head to the kitchen and find some seed. Derek, what do you do? Uh, like Derek, Derek is trying to trap the thing in here with him. He's hoping that the others can somehow wrangle the creature into this confined space where I, in theory, have all the doors locked down. I've been Somewhere. also trying to confine it in a single space. <laughs> We're going to do a, 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 a widening circle that we tighten to the hallway. Yes, I yes, see. Yes. Booba, what are you doing? Uh, well, Not shoot. Hooting, the theory obviously. is that. God damn it. <laughs> If he already has the door locked down, then I am stuck in here with him. <laughs> but if he didn't, then I would like to have head, headed to the kitchen, try and find some, you know, through the back way to try and find some seeds. It's apparently All right, he closed the southwest door last, which means that you can go back no, no, the way the, you guys the came. The doors aren't being forced closed yet. Oh. Not okay. yet. Yeah. When the little fucker no, comes I'm in here, I'm locking it down. all the doors behind us, and he's just waiting for it in the middle. <laughs> Trying to get some seeds and snacks, and I'm guessing... Maybe Pop-Tarts? Hey. Pop-Tarts. Uh, as you enter the kitchen, Bubo, and he locks the doors to the hallway, you hear the sound of pop! And a small, green-tinged-skinned baby just appears in a puff of mist directly in front of you and looks up and goes, Ah! Hi! Hello there, little one. Hello. Are you hungry? Yeah. yeah. I will give him some seeds. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And, I mean, just kind of sit there with him and see if, like, what he does. Like, is he still full of energy trying to run, or is he still hungry? Uh, he reaches out a little hand and tries to take the seeds out of your hand mm-hmm. uh, and puts them in its mouth. What's your name? Becker. Becker. My name's Boobo. Boobo. <laughs> oh, but I can't say it. <laughs> does your father keep you locked up all the time? If he's smart. While uh, Bubo has him distracted, I would like to sneak into the room behind them and begin to tape shut the door. Now, technically, you and Zilnot 
did not know where it went because it teleported. Okay. Can we have heard it? Roll perception. Talking. 14. 11 plus 9, I think it is. So, up high. With a 20. With a 20, you can hear Bubo's quiet voice carrying through the door. Do they hear Derek's phone call? Uh, who's calling Derek? Uh, his, his spouse. The mother of his child. Oh. Of course. Oh, yeah, you gotta check in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, see, I didn't yeah, check in. See, dad move. I got busy, and I didn't check in, so now I'm being checked in on. I mean, that that's responsible that you have a, a Yoon phone on you at all, and it's charged, so that's good for you. Yeah, of course. Um, after your little check-in, it goes well. She's not happy that you didn't call her when you said you would. You know, you got to location, and then you got busy. It happens to you. Yeah. Wait, did we hear that? Uh, you did, because uh, you're closer to him than you are Bubo, so you totally hear a phone call. Uh, I would like to go into that room and say, can you call Freddy? Uh, it's locked. No, it's not. He can come into that door. <laughs> that door is not locked yet. <laughs> call Freddy. We need help. Um, it, it, when, when, when Jimbo comes in, uh, Derek just holds up the, the one finger. Hang on. Yes, honey. You were phone this whole I time? Know, I know, honey. I, I told you to call you, but we, we've been busy. We, I, I told you I'm helping out my buddy Freddy here, and he's got some sort of a run-in going on. I, I know. I kind of... Look, I don't know... I know, I know. I Yes, I'll stop by the market. I'll bring it. Hang on, Jimbo. Yes, I know, I know. I'll be home before dark. We're not staying too long. Well, he did say Derek, maybe three days. I don't know. He said he'll be back in three... Look, we talked about the... Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll talk... Yeah, all right. Hello? Hello? This place almost burned down earlier. What are you doing? All right, what now, Jimbo? Call Freddy! You try to look at your phone to see if you can dial another number, and sadly, ads are playing. <laughs> I got you, fam. Hi. Well done. Welcome to Yoonphone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Unphone right now. If you don't use the Johnson Portable Coal Grill 3000 to grill your kills, then what are you even doing out in the woods? The Johnson Portable Coal Grill 3000. It's what we cook with. Still not. Through the door. You can hear Bubo's voice talking to something. Bubo, uh, as he, as you ask if this child was kept locked away all the time, it says not all the time, and then it seems to sort of get distracted, and it starts heading to the other side, like, around you toward the other side of the room, toward the stove again. Becker, would, would you like to play a game with me? Huh? It doesn't stop moving, it just keeps heading toward the thing, but it is sort of looking at you as you speak to it. She, or he hasn't moved either, he's just moving his head all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> Derek is the only motherfucker here with fixed vertebrae, I swear to God. <laughs> and, uh, oh, shoot, I don't know what games children play! Haha, <laughs> 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 and neither does Boo. Terror. <laughs> Unkindness. Invasion. You see, it just starts climbing on top of the stove again. I have, I have some friends in the other room, and I'm sure they have quite a few interesting things on them. I wonder how many of them you could take. No, no thank, thank you. you. 
One already tried to hurt me. Really? I can't convince a kid to steal stuff from strangers? <laughs> huh. Uh, he starts climbing up, and uh, you see oh. that there's like a jar of cookies up high. That is definitely the goal here. <gasps> Cookie num-nums. Would you like help with those cookies? It seems rather tall for you. This is a toddler. The answer is no, fuck you. I am my own independent entity. How dare you propose to help me, you ungodly, small-minded simpleton. I don't think a two-year-old say that. That comes out like this. No, no doing, doing it, it myself. myself. Exactly like that, yes. Uh, or as my baby likes to say, I got it. You see a small spectral green hand appear and float away from the baby and grabs the cookies. I was going to mage hand. <laughs> can I mage hand and have my mage hand fight his mage hand? Yes. Like, I don't know if they can, like, you fight can. over the jar of cookies. It's gonna, the, your mage That's hand is going to slap the baby's mage hand? Yes. My goodness. Yes, it is. Roll, it's going to slap that wrist. Roll arcana. Yeah. <laughs> That's the roll for that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, while this is going on, since Derek still doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and, and until Ryan leaves, yeah. I've got him. Yeah, hey, uh, Jimbo, what what do we got going on here? You find the thing yet? I, um... No! I, in Sylvan, since we don't appear to be too heavily in a turn order anymore, in Sylvan, cast Thaumaturgy and go, In the kitchen, baby. Sorry, in the kitchen, child. So it's loud enough that everybody can hear me. So Jimbo's looking at Derek, and when they both hear Zilnot say, Baby, and then child, you just see the light in the room dims a little bit. And the shine in Derek's eyes just roll back into a dull gray as he just goes into a thousand-yard stare. Uh, are you okay? It's gonna be a long three days, lad. My dad gets that look in his eye when I tell him that I want to be a bard. Derek puts his hand on your shoulder and says, I hate this job. Of course you do, lad. Of course he does. Bubo, uh... You see that it mage hands the jar of cookies, and it now has it coming toward it, and he's just got his arms out. Give me, give me. Yeah, I rolled a nine. You rolled a nine, Arcana? Well, it yes. rolled a two. The Battle of Wills. Uh, Zilnot, did you enter the room? I would have, uh, I would try to stealth in if I could. Uh, you do, you find, you crack the door open and peek, and you immediately realize that stealthing isn't a big deal because you see Bubo and a small child locked in a titanic struggle with their mage hands and a jar of cookies just floating in midair, and they both just look like beads of sweat on their faces as they're prying it away from one another. Do I have any knowledge on how to catch something magical like this? Keep in mind, I was raised by a dragon, and I'm a bog witch. Your My mom's a bog witch. No, his mom's a dragon. Keep up. Is Zilnon, has he bad. found himself babysitting baby dragons or not? Um, I'm going to say that there's, like, a good chance. I'd be willing to roll for it. I'm going to say he as has As long as he's one. not the youngest sibling he has. Yeah, they, uh, they have one. And I imagine that they have, yes. Okay. Also, they keep a younger sibling with them. Then you know. Not by much younger. That That's a, a sibling. That a baby at this yes. age or maturity level cannot be reasoned nor bargained with. You give it what it wants, and you hope for the best. But you know that you can't always give it what it wants, because that would not be for the best. Parenting. You are worried that because it is magic, and you've dealt with magic children before, that containing it will be difficult. You're 
best bet, being a person who understands how magic works, is that most magic, they can run out. Baby doesn't have unlimited spell slots, and the fact that the baby has spell slots is concerning enough. Yeah, absolutely. I, um... Can I... You also know that the doors were probably made out of lead or lined gold, which would negate teleportation and magic. Even though I fully teleported into a different room earlier? Not the... Sure did. The wooden doors of the regular house are not the doors of the containment room. You also know from right. your time dealing with toddlers <laughs> that it treats a short rest as a long rest because toddlers are <laughs> fucking monsters. Uh, <laughs> you slept for 30 minutes! How did all of your energy um, come is back? Is there a way... Didn't have that plan, but now it's canon. So, you know, good luck. Uh, so do I know if blocking the secret door will do any do me any good at all? Blocking the secret door? You don't uh, know how many times you can teleport. It might. Okay, do I know if I can... Uh, does it look like I could potentially shoot an arrow and stop the door from being able to be in use? Well, the secret door is stone, so no, not likely in that manner. Okay, then uh, I guess I'm just going to uh, try to move around and block the secret door with my body. Okay. Because if it goes back into the room, the other room, it's closer to where it needs to be. So roll it. What was that stealth check you rolled now? Because now that you're entering the room, it matters. Hold on. I might have stealth at disadvantage, which would be hilarious. Bubo, uh, go ahead and roll me another arcana check while he does this, as the fight continues. I sure do. Sick. Nine. For your stealth? Yeah. It's at disadvantage. What'd Bubo get for arcana? Hey, hey, by the way, that was a natural Mitch I rolled. Perfect. Fuck yeah! I got a 12. Rolled an 18 naturally. The jar of cookies gets yanked into the baby's hands uh, as it catches it. It looks over at Zilnot, who attacked him. Oh no! Shit fucking did. The man, the man. And it runs south toward that secret passageway that you were moving for. You guys realize now that you get there a good look no at it? There is no way you can allow this baby to have the same speed as a eight foot tall adult. I can when I gave it a potion of haste. Fuck. Again, I feel like you don't have experience with toddlers. Also, uh, is this thing still like when he turned to run, is he distracted? Did he drop the cookie jar or does he still have it? Oh no, absolutely not. Priorities. Um, it is running for the door. What I will say, because it's not fast normally, it just hasted and you were moving for the door. Uh, I will allow Zilnot to, let's go with a, an imposed athletics check to beat it to the door. I, I have proven you can safely tackle a child. <laughs> I think they're going to need Derek to demonstrate the proper te technique later. Fantastic. Bubo, was there something you wanted to attempt? Um, the dice are really telling the story here. That's a six. Just getting a hand on those cookies. Remember what I said earlier about the child hiding at low altitude? See, you're a biped, which means you have to slow down to lean forward <laughs> or you eat shit. And they fucking know that. And they save their sprint. And as soon as they see you start to lean forward, they book. Because they know that your arms are only so fucking long. They know. PTSD. I'm going to let you roll a sleight of hand check to try to steal the cookies from uh, Thecker as they run for the door. What is this child's name? Thecker. Thecker. T-H? Yes, you've been working for a character who Mitch has been avoiding the name of. His name is Overture. This child's name is Thecker. Sure. The creature. You realize, as you recognize that the cramped handwriting made you not notice that when you read it originally. It's a Thecature. The creature. Fuck. Thecature is the, the creature's name creature. is the creature. Oh! Oh my god. Oh god. Booba, Booba, what did you roll for that sleight of hand? Fifteen. Fifteen. 
Nope. Nope. Narrowly just underneath you, just as Mitch said, you have to bend too far down to catch the child or take the cookies. And it makes it to the doorway just as as uh, Zilnot kind of collides with the wall trying to get there in time. You miss him by just a moment. If we're chasing the child, we need to roll initiative. I think I've got an idea. Fucking eight. Twelve. Fucking eight. Six. Way to ruin the this street, Ryan. This tower has betrayed me. Bobo, what'd you get? Six. Six. Ombre. Oh, Bobo went from top of the initiative to the bottom. Mitch and Jeff can decide who goes. Uh, Ryan? If we recall, in the very beginning of this episode, when uh, we went into the potion room for the first time, I pocketed a couple of them. Yes. They are I'm unlabeled. going to go into the detainment room, and I'm going to clink them together to mm. get the child to come to me. Beckercher, come out mm-hmm. and play! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before he leaves, I make him leave me with the not duct tape. Oh yeah, I hand it to him. Sure. So you head to the room and you start clinking the bottles. Give me a performance check. Okay. We'll see if we get his attention. At the moment, he is running away from Zilnot and Bubo. That's a nat Mitch. <laughs> Fucking Fuck fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I guess he adds nothing there, exactly. I assume. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it does. It doesn't seem to get anything's attention. Uh, not yet, anyway. Guys! Bring more potions to the room. <laughs> Zilnot, it is your turn. Zilnot is technically two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the Drake around the long way. Ooh, it's got a faster speed. It speeds 40, so it's going to just use its full movement to probably end up in the same room as as Mitch's character, Derek. And I'm just going to follow the baby leading it. Okay. Not giving it enough time to get into any trouble is my plan, to just be that on its butt. Chasing little sound of footprints. Uh, you move 30, so you're uh, you're kind of keeping up. It doesn't seem like normally the baby would be that fast, but as I said, it seems that you've gathered that it got a potion in it, uh, before, it before it got out of the potion room. Uh, so you find yourself in the potion room again, Zilnot. Uh, you see that it's running for the fire and the anvil. Fire and anvil, that sounds dangerous, but what can I do? Um, Watch in horror, usually. Watch in horror. I can change the color of the fire. Thaumaturgy, change the color of the fire. <laughs> I'm going to try to in- amuse this child with this colorful fire. Uh, if you'll allow me to change it into a, a wave of three colors. Sure. Uh, I do have one question. Did anyone yes. lock? The south-facing door from this room. Is that yeah. the door to outside? Mm-hmm. I do not believe so. Okay. No. That's why I'm trying to entrance him. All right. Give me a perform... No, not a performance check. Give me a persuasion check. You can make it with advantage. Actually, make that well, flat I don't think I'm gonna he's do... afraid of you. Specifically, uh, the baby's well, afraid of you. Hey, guess what? It doesn't matter. Um. Now, here's the downside. I have a four in my charisma. So my nat 20... Ah, oh, because you insisted on bringing those Mother's Day characters back, and they'd be broken. <laughs> they'd be they'd mm-hmm. be ratchet. <laughs> yeah, my nat 20 gets bumped down to a 17. Nat 20, so it's a 17 roll. Uh, opposed charisma. You know what? It's still enough, dude. Uh, the fire turns what color? Uh, I'm going to turn it uh, 
blue, green, and purple. So interchanging blue. You watch Thecker run and it starts to get like to lift himself up on the front of the anvil, on the horn of the anvil, trying to get up, and then the fire changes color and he just stops. And now we watch the child climb into the fire. You see that the feet he does sort of like lower his feet down, he's staring at the fire, and it looks like he's entranced and he's moving in that direction now. Towards the fire? Yes. Okay, well, you know. Lessons sometimes are learned hard. Mm -hmm. If he tries to touch the colorful fire, it won't be my fault. Next on initiative order was Mitch or Derek. Derek, what do you do? Derek. It's, uh, it's been quiet for too long. Or you are. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but I know that it is the worst case scenario. And, uh, last I heard they were in the kitchen and that's over there. And the little shit wants potions and that's down there. And we need to make sure it stays in the house and that's over there. So, so Derek is going to just drop down through that bottom right door and uh, see what he can see in the next room. Okay. And I'm going to bring my uh, my unseen servant with me. Okay. You step in, and you immediately take in a scene of Zilnot standing there, staring as this child is moving toward a brazier. Now, that being said, Zilnot didn't exactly stop moving. This is all sort of an action-packed moment. Zilnot has taken his eyes off the baby, and the baby is moving toward the fire pit. Derek is just going to move across the room, and I can't... I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna double move across the room. I think that gets me a child, right? Not quite. So uh, it's the dad sprint, which if you haven't seen it, is where you're moving very quickly, but you try to do it in such a way that it doesn't look like you're running because if you spook them, they're gonna run for it. Okay. So Derek, dad walks across the room and uh, he makes eye contact with uh, with Zilnot and he points at the front door. Well, you know, the closest approximation from this room. And uh, as he approaches the kid, he pulls out a, a package of colorful bandages and says, Hey there, little champ. Looks like you got yourself a boo-boo. Okay. You want me to do a little patch-up for you? I need he you. presents the brightly colorful bandages. I need you to make a persuasion that beats Zilnot's DC of 17 to be more interesting that's... than the colored fire. Oh, oh, that's... No, 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 you don't understand. That's not how this works at all. I am making sure that my presence is known, and I'm establishing myself as not a threat. Okay. There's no pers- You can't reason with a child. No, it's, I mean, the reasoning is to give them something more interesting. Uh, I'm not asking you to reason, I'm asking you to beat Zilnot. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't reason with a child. No, the kid sort of acts- The kid sort of absently nods. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. Fire. fire. Yeah, and that's, that's all Derek can do. So, okay. I'm done. But I'm there. Which is what's important. Bobo. Boobo. Boobo. Not a monkey, I'm an owl. Okay, I don't think I have enough speed for this. Because um, I want to get into the room and sleep the child. Because I have that spell. But I, I only have the, sleep only has a range of 20. So I don't think I can make it that far. So I guess I just move into the room then. And just wait my turn. I'm pretty sure you can get within range to do that spell. Okay. Thought I rolled it. Uh, yeah, I'm casting it at second level because... I don't know how many hit points this gremlin has, but I'd rather be on the safer side. So it's 78. As you cast the spell, and before you bother doing math, uh, the good news is that you are slowly figuring out possible genealogy of the child, as you must assume it's a fae, as the sleep spell has absolutely zero effect. Well, or elven, right? Uh, elves are fae ancestry. That's the reason they are immune to sleep. Canonically. Yep. <laughs> Well, 
That's my turn. There was an attempt. Yeah, so it's moving to the fire. It is its turn. Uh, it starts to move up the side of this big fucking furnace. This is the kind of fire that you build to try to smelt ore. And it doesn't look like there's there was like a big fire in it, but it was still burning. And uh, it starts to climb. Uh, Mitch, give me a, uh, a dadvantaged reflex save. I was going to say, do I get an attack of opportunity? Yes. Yes, you do. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Dadvantage. All right. It moves, out of, your, up, it moves out of your threat range and you get an attack of opportunity. Exactly. It's exactly what I was going for. And the attack I choose is grab. Uh, how Bruce of you. <laughs> yes. Actually, Bruce was the quintessential dad. No, I think Derek is the quintessential dad now. I mean, Derek's a better... Better prepared. Dare I say it. Yeah. He's better prepared. He's newer. It's been... It was years since he fathered for Bruce. He's right. way out of the game. Well, that sucks. Um, nope. No? I guess... I guess beat a 10. Mm, Roll a 9 and a 1. Um? Oh, it's an attack. I just made it an attack. So what did I make the AC of this child? No, no, no. I, I'm using athletics. I'm grabbing. I'm grappling. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, you snatch it. Acrobatics. You snatch the child uh, right off the side, right before his little hands can get into the flames. And uh, in an attempt to defuse situation... No! No! Let me, let me see no! Let me see where you got your boo-boo. Let's get you all patched up. No! And then you can go play some more. It's crying. It's screaming, yeah, and it's course. crying. I know. It's very bad. That is off. what children are yes. like. Yes. Yeah. No! Uh, so... Wait, this is D&D. I can do things here I can't do in the real world. Like beat your children? I throw it in the fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no. Sleep really. now in the fire. Goodness, <laughs> may it. Uh, so the baby uh, is screaming and yelling and is going to cast a <laughs> hey, spell. Hey, did you guys know that toddlers are a liquid with variable mass? <laughs> like a, like a, like a, what do they call that? Like a, a non-Newtonian? Yes. But they can also get heavier. Oh, so wild. The timber of the baby's cries reaches a fever pitch, and then it hits a tonality that you just know in Derek's meager studies knows that somehow this child is tapping into the weave of magic. And you watch as everything in the room starts to rattle a little bit, and it casts a spell that you vaguely recall might be animate objects as the two statues in the room start to move and come to life. Sick. Now that initiative roll is really going to fucking matter. Whose turn is it? It's mine. So yeah. Uh, I am in the child's room. I would like to continue clinking the bottles, but also uh, I would like to look for something, uh, something fuzzy. Is there a stuffed animal of some sort in this room? There's gotta be, right? Roll an investigation You would imagine. Check. One would think. It's a nat 20. Underneath uh, some of the wreckage, you do find a small, stuffed, plushy wizard. It appears to be a hedgehog with a wizard's hat and robe. I, uh... Look for a tag. Does it have a name on it anywhere? Fuck. Ugly Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, it's D&D. It's Ugly Thunder. <laughs> yeah, TM, 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 TM. Uh, so ours will be... It, ours is obviously uh, Knuckles the Hedgehog. Ah. 
Knuckles. Knuckles the Hedgehog. The Wizard Hedgehog. Uh, everybody ah, knows see. that character. I can feel Ryan's pain. Oh, look at this here. Knuckles. <laughs> you out. pick it up, it looks you dead in the eye and goes. I yell out in an attempt to uh, get the child's attention. I am aware that is on the other side of the tower, but I'm I'm yelling. Uh, you your yell. I'm not going to make you roll anything. I'm just going to let you know that right after you yell, you immediately your voice is sort of drowned out by that sonic vibration that carries through the whole tower. And you hear it coming from the south side of the tower. You think things might not be great for your team at the moment. I'm going to take Knuckles with me and start heading in that direction. Okay. Uh, I'll let you get halfway across the room. That's going to make it still not. Yep. As you are moving across the room, you see the statues start to move and come to life. Two very large steel and stone constructions that, uh, let me see, what, what's the size they list here? They're as big as you, both of them. Santitian Warforges no longer need see only activity on the battlefield. We introduce to you the Type 69. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a question that seems a little wild, but I have this longbow. This, uh, what, what, what did you call it again, Mitch? A Yumi. Y U M I. I have this Yumi longbow with incredibly long arrows. Could I, and I know, I know what you're going to say, it's stone. Still. Could I pin one of these things to the wall with an arrow if I shoot it right now? You're trying to do, like, a trick shot. Uh, I don't think it would pin it forever. Still just a wooden sure. arrow. But, uh, yeah, sure. you see, but, like, it's, it's a, a series of armor. It has, like, a like a rib cage. It's not solid stone. The stone is just a framework to hang the, the, the kit on. Um, they actually have aprons on them. Like, it looks like he may have even used these to help him in the smithy at some point. Maybe he could do something similar where he animated them. I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. It's catching Zephyr Strike. Allow me to... It's going to improve my movement speed by 30, as well as uh, if I hit it, I get to... Ooh, add some more to it. And uh, now 20. Okay. So things are going great. 14. Gosh, what is that? Five? 25 plus 5, 30. 30 damage. Hell of a start. Yeah, you pin this one to the wall. I'll allow it. That was, that was a crit. Yeah, and then I'm just going to move to block the door. Okay. Because it improves my movement speed. You can shut it and lock it. It's, uh, you know, we don't have to belabor that. Uh, there's nothing yeah. magical or special that you've done like to some of these other doors, but you do that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just going to block it with my body, shut it, and lock it. So hopefully he doesn't try to come this way. And then the drake is going to move its full movement. It's moved into the room, and then it's going to move through the room to try to assist in corralling this thing. Derek, you have a child in your arms that's screaming at you. Yeah. You have PTSD. You're living your normal life. No, no. See, if anyone can see Derek, he actually, he's got that shine back in his eye, and he looks great. He's smiling, the whole thing. And uh, Derek is going to cast a spell, because the number one thing you learn about children is you learn the powers of manipulation. Mitch has the best view of fatherhood. The only way to stop a tantrum is to radically change the point of focus. So Derek lifts the kid up real high and goes, Oh there now lad, you're quite the chipper, isn't ya? Who's your papa? Oh, oh no, oh no, I'm gonna drop ya! I'm gonna drop ya! And he shakes his hands a little bit and then just lets go. <laughs> and as a bonus action, unseen servant catches the child right before it hits the ground. <laughs> and I am, uh, I am using the cantrip friends 
Okay, that's good. I was gonna say, that, we all know, has one of two ways of going. It is either the best thing the baby has been put through, or you're a monster, I can't believe you dropped me. So, you cast friends, we're going with, yay! Oh, it can be both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me, you're let a me monster, tell you. do it again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, uh, so, so Derek says, how about you let me put these little bandies on you where you got your boobos? And uh, Derek just ignores the giant death traps mm -hmm. and tries to apply the colorful band-aids to the child. Now, I would roll, but it's a toddler. So whichever color I pick is the wrong one. And it wants the other one, so I give it that one instead. Okay. So you cast friends as this towering statue, but both of them try to leave the wall, but the one is stuck, and it's like fighting against the, the this very powerful arrow shot through its side. Uh, it does not break the arrow. And the other one, though, has walked up behind you while you're playing with this child, focused fully in on it, and you just hear, as you cast Friends and the Child, the sound of this large hammer swing down, and right as you cast Friends, it diverts and shatters the ground next to you. If you were to guess, the amount of damage that was dealt to the ground next to you would be about 30. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I'm not worried about it for the next 54 seconds. Sure. Yet. So, Bubo. I would just like to cast Grease over where these two bastards are. Uh, the, 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 okay. The guys. Oh, well, one's up my ass. The gargoyles. Well, I guess I'll cast it around the remaining gargoyle. Yeah. No, I mean, one's pinned to the wall, one's dealing with him. I think you can catch them hmm. both if you wish. Uh, but also, it will catch Zilnot's Drake. Yeah. Zilnot's Drake is in the room with me. That's not. No, it's not. What the, what the hell is that? What are you looking at? I don't even know. It's a globe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Jim needs glasses. Jim's been Very talking so. to the Drake the whole time. <laughs> Poor Jimbo. Jim didn't want to be here today, okay? So, Booba? Let's just grease it up. Greasing it up. All right, you cast grease. What's the safe? What am I doing? It is, uh, it just says, each creature standing in its area must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's 13 since that's my save DC. Yes. Okay. All right. So the uh, the one against the wall saves, which makes sense. It's got a little point of contact to help it out. The one next to Mitch goes and then falls over. Why is it a dog? Because that's it's the curly. sound you make when you're falling over. Come on. Uh, Drake meets it. Drake beats it. That's 13. Also, that's clearly curly. One of the three stooges. Thank you. You fucking rube. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Good God. You've, we don't you've, even acknowledge that that's a thing. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I know that Nothing, there no. are three stooges and there's a movie about them. Not just a. It's a show. Like, and, uh, and several and movies. And several movies. Oh. Uh, Mo. You, yes, that's one of them. Correct. Ted? Is it no. Ted, Curly, and Moe? No. So technically, the third one does change a bit, but it's Moe that changes, so no. I can't, Jay, what happens can't. next? No, the, it falls over, Bubo. Congratulations, <laughs> you've knocked over one of the statues. I mean, we're back to fucking the baby, and the baby is friends with Derek at the moment. You've, you've currently won for a brief moment. There's victory. How long does friends last? One minute. Perfect. Like I said, I'm not worried for the next 54 seconds. 
The baby does nothing but coo. It laughs at the statue falling over. <laughs> Stupid, Stupid statue. Hey, hey, you're a bit weird to be saying words like that, laddie. Huh? You don't say stupid. That's an adult word and it's a mean word. No. Okay. It looks admonished. You say silly. Silly. Not a champ. Jimbo. It just does nothing. Okay. Uh, no, it's it's I, friends right now. He's, he's, he's victory for a minute. Okay, for sure. I'm going... Cold, crushing problems. I'm going to enter oh, the room yes. with Knuckles. Oh, God. Knuckles the Hedgehog. Knuckles the Magic Hedgehog. That is the... The Wizard Hedgehog. Full, yes. And uh, I'm going to say, hey! Hey, is this, this a friend of yours? To the baby. Do you want him? Reaching his hands out and doing the gimme gimme gotcha from Derek's arms. I am going to take off back to the room. The detainment room. If you want him, you gotta come get me. Uh Mitch, I'm gonna need you to roll that uh that dad check to hold on to a squirming child. It's not me, bud. It's my unseen servant. Ah, you still need to roll a Because that's where we left off. Oof. That's believe... the strength of two, bud. <laughs> Oof. I'm not going to roll, because I'm not going to do the math required to calculate that failure. You see it drops. The baby drops to the ground, and Thekard starts running around you. You get another attack of opportunities as it tries to dash after Jimbo, trying to get to Knuckles, the magic hedgehog, which will get a commercial. Probably a theme park. Fuck oh, yeah. It's gonna be the baby shark of my universe. Oh, that—that's a suck. That's an eight. All right, dashing around. The white dice is failing me today. Let's see, what's the full speed of a fully operating hasted beast of a child? How fast do you move, bud? Me? Yes. Not fast enough. A base human. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's on you so much faster than you expected. That's fine. Roll a reflex save as Thecker jumps at you. Fifteen. It's on you. It's on your leg. Oh, oh God! Come, come on, baby! And I, I'm running to the room. Still, I am now limping. You feel the 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 slimy teeth, like the three good teeth that that Thecker has, sink into your calf. Oh God! And the claws, the claws that for some reason are so sharp. You take five damage. Does no one cut your nails? Toddler nails are like <laughs> fucking shark teeth. <laughs> Zilnot, that's your turn. Yeah. Um. Zilnot is going to uh, just, uh, now that the, the the child has moved out of the room, I'm just going to move that same direction and try to get out of the room. And so is the Drake, leaving these two to kind of sort themselves out with the Rolodex. Uh -huh. Already another one? You're moving through Greece. Fair enough. Made it. All right. Fuck you, Drake. Four legs and shit. It may or may not fly. It may or may not. Derek. Drake's in the yep. room with you, though. It's faster than you me. You can't see your Unseen Servant, but your Unseen Servant looks like he let you down. Like, sorry, <laughs> bud. You can feel the energy from him. Just like... Nah, man. He, he's been dadding with me for a long time. Me and this Unseen Servant, like, it is what it is. <laughs> we've moved on. He's still... He, we, he's, we've moved on so look, fast. He's not happy. He's just... He's, he, he he feels bad that he let the, that the kid got out of, his, out of his hands. What do you do? I, uh... I pursue. All right. Everybody pursues Boobo. What do you do? Um, okay, where the heck did that cookie jar go to? 
Uh, it did climb a bit. It is sitting next to the, uh, the, uh, anvil. Well, I would like to it would take to it. Drop it to climb. And I'd like to take it and then just head back as far as I can through the kitchen to try and meet up with them. Okay. You guys meet back up. You see, uh, Jimbo limping toward the containment door, uh, with the baby clinging to his leg, biting and clawing at him, trying to climb up to Knuckles. I just, uh, I just thought... We could have some potions together with Knuckles in your room. Give me Knuckles. 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 Give me Give me Knuckles. Give me Knuckles. Give me Knuckles. Give been really rough. He ate some cookies, drank a potion, uh, and you feel on your leg the this sort of hiccuping motion, and it starts to go all down your leg as Thecker casts Tasha's Caustic Brew. I need you to roll a dexterity save at disadvantage because it's on you. Oh my goodness. Fuck me. The back end's worse than the front end. That's a five. And a nat 20. Oh, no! <laughs> that checks out. You, you kick your leg hearing the noise, and you feel like the baby's going to fly off, but no, it's latched on too good, and the, your leg just erupts in acid. You are now going to take eight acid damage, and that acid damage is going to continue every round. Um, uh, no. I am going to drop everything. <laughs> and... Get down on the ground. This doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to stop, drop, and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's burning, and I'm going to stop, drop, and roll. And uh, I'm also, while stop, dropping, and rolling, because of the fact that I am a base fucking human who has taken five and now eight damage, I'm going to die. Oh my <laughs> god. Hey, you get death saves. Yep. Wait. Do you dr- so so you're unconscious? So you I run. am on the ground and I am flailing around and then I just sort of stop. He stops, he drops, he rolls over once. <laughs> oh, that's a rough spell to be. Wait a second. Do we, it keeps going. We still have blessed yeah. on us, right? We do. No, that only lasts saves. a minute. Oh, oh, it's been god. more than a minute? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you know technically no, because I've had you in really? initiative order since you heard the noise in the kitchen. So okay. this would be the ass end of a minute, but this has okay. all happened in a minute. <laughs> and that, dear listener, is the power of a fully operational two-year-old. <laughs> From zero to one dead PC in less than a minute. Killer. Literally. Literally. Knuckles, the magic hedgehog. Knuckles falls to the ground and... Thecker runs, picks it up. Cool. So it's my turn. It is Zilnot's turn. As you enter the room and you just see your new friend Jimbo dying in a pool of acid. Well, first things first, Amaryllis. Uh, The uh, Drake is going to run towards the door. Uh, That door that's uncovered. I'm going to burst through this one. And uh, seeing, seeing the scene in front of me go, Child, what have you done? I, I don't, I don't feel, feel good. good. I, I pooped. pooped. And then it burps. Uh, the correct term is you froed up, sir? I, I used to pookie. 
I don't know about you. You pookied? I pookied. What the fuck? Weird. My baby vomits. Does she say <laughs> Is vomit? Is that what your baby said? I vomited? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, I guess all she babies say different things. She threw up. She doesn't adapt the tense. I'm uh, unconscious on the ground, but I still Dying. say. Nobody cares. <laughs> no Pop-Tarts. Still not. <laughs> <laughs> no Pop-Tarts. Still not, what do you do? Words. Uh, I move forward, hopefully, because we have two doors blocked here to scare the baby towards its room and to do a medicine check. Yeah, the uh, left secret door is, in fact, taped shut. And it's blocked by a drake. By the drake. And I'm blocking the only way past, the only way to the other door is past me. And Bobo's so by the kitchen door. Derek, as you're the last one to enter the room, as Zilnot runs to check on the friend, you don't need a medicine check to know that acid has dissolved one whole leg. Uh, and that seems to be the cause of dying. Um, <laughs> the cause of dying. The cause of dying. Your professional diagnosis. Derek, as you are the last one to enter the room, you hear the thud as the animated statue chased and slammed into the wall behind you, chasing after you guys and trying to protect the child. You take in this scene now as well. Uh, what does Derek do on his turn? Oh, man. When the shit hits the fair. <laughs> It's anybody's guess where it goes. Hey, hey Derek, do you think you can press to digitize this, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you got a fucking bandaid in that fanny pack for this one. <laughs> Derek had pulled his hand towel out of his uh, out of his his fanny pack. Sorry, his waist satchel. How dare you? He had pulled his hand towel out of his waist satchel. But when you say that, he changes point of focus. <laughs> You remember, you do get a D4 for your save when it comes up. Um, <laughs> and Derek looks at the child and uses thaumaturgy and dad voice and the effect of uh, still being aided by the effects of friendship. And Derek just says, Go to your room now. Will your gun get a whooping? Roll me that persuasion check, my dude. Or intimidation, sorry. Advantage. That's a suck. That's a 13, baby. For both? Oh, that was the higher one. Ugh. Ah! That seems to be intimidated, but it does not run towards its room. It runs at Bubo. Like, it's, it's coming to me for safety or uh, just running at me? Yeah, Bubo's been the most friendly, the least, like, you you kind of, you try to take the cookies from him, but otherwise you've been, you've been okay. Yeah, he's running toward you. Okay, I would like to, like, lead him with the cookies to his room. Like, come, like, come on, buddy. Uh, you see that it tries to jump up into your arms, actually. Uh, but as Thecker does that, you hear the thrum of magic again, and it blinks out of existence. There we go. Okay, so baby's gone now? Uh, as you guys sort of stand there, bewildered for a moment, it pops up ten feet over here. Derek's voice booms through the complex. One! <laughs> Roll it again. That's a night. That's a 20. 30 20. Okay. It it immediately starts moving toward the door, but blink takes effect and it pops out of existence again. You guys all have an action before its turn comes back around. Fuck. I'm not going to do initiative. You guys just tell me what your actions are. Is it at all possible for me to prevent to stabilize this guy? I got to him within a turn. Oh yeah, Can yeah I stabilize. Go for it. Uh you do need to <laughs> to immediately take a death save as acid continues to eat away at your leg. And you yeah. can roll medicine, and you need to roll a death save. So let's see if you can okay, outrun can the acid. Okay, can my first medicine roll count? Yeah. 
Uh, 25. 25. That's one successful... I guess you just stop, right? Madison can just stabilize? Yeah, it's, it's just stabilize. Yeah, if you make it to him within a turn, you can stabilize him. Okay. I think. Derek. Pretty sure. Pulls uh, out his hand towel, flicks it aggressively, and uses prestidigitation to get all that shit off. Done. I rolled an eight. Yeah. I run over and do a tourniquet his missing leg. I look down at you. Um, also, Derek puts a band-aid on it. It's bright blue. Fantastic. Booba? It has little yellow flowers on it. Booba, what do you do with, with your round? <laughs> That's the one that I wanted. Uh, I'm going to just prepare a friend on my end. Uh, it pops back into existence over here this time. And uh, it, it, it look, Decker looks kind of confused. Like he doesn't know where he's popping back in. And he, he then tries to run away from all of you again toward the door. He pops back out of existence. Uh, when he starts running, Derek's eyes start to glow. Two. Uh, I'm I'm like holding him together, holding Jimmy Boy here together, and I say to him, in draconic, Enoch, Rolex, crap. Okay. Now I sent it to you. Honestly, I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> uh, and then I say, Oh, poor child, this quest was too much. For you. Yeah, no shit. I got that. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to pick you up because I can totally do that and uh, work on corralling this child with the help of this entire group. So whichever direction I need to go to do that, I will do. Bubo, it pops back into existence. You immediately cast friends on it. Hey, hey little buddy. Hey, and, and Bubo just slowly heads towards the door with like the cookie jar in hand and just like tosses the entire thing in there and you just sits that, by the door ready to shut it. Yeah, you see it's it's still holding knuckles and it's running for the door. It pops back out of existence again. Pops back into existence. It tries to run back for the door. Eventually, unless you guys do something, it does make it to the doorway and you slam it shut. Derek yeah. undoes his belt and uh, he uses it like an Indiana Jones whip and he has a dad belt and it extends the full 15 feet from where he is standing to the door. And uh, he's going to wrap it around the handle and use it to hold the door shut while we find a solution. That's a 13. Okay. You have the tape. I- I'm busy. You have the tape. No, you took it from me. But you can get it. It's just on, you know where it is. It's in my I fanny pack. one leg. <laughs> you, you have the power to do this. I think what he meant was, Jimbo, the tape was in you all along. Zilnut, he's got the tape in his bag. Use the sovereign tape. <laughs> I reach into his pack, his, and I grab the tape, and I apply liberally to the door in Good. any function that could possibly work. I'm a ranger. I know how to tie a knot. I'll tie knots with this shit. I don't Your care. Your hands come out covered in crumbs. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. As you guys get together, you feel a large bang on the other side of the door as all spells wear off. No friendship can contain this anymore. The anger of a baby fool has, you can feel the thump and thud. You see flashes and puffs of gas coming from underneath in the food trough trap door. You hear cries and screams of a tantrum being thrown. Fire shoots out of a little grate below. Everything is being thrown against the door. Uh, Derek, roll me another strength check. 
All right, Dad Vantage gave me a natural mitts. That's a five. Can I also? I'm taping the door. You're taping. So Jimbo, we removed his leg. For the rest of his life. So Jimbo in this fight just doesn't have a leg to stand on. You've got part of a tape. You're starting to tape it off. You see that Derek's footing starts to slip, Bubo, and it's only you. And you see that his footing is slipping and the door's going to get pushed open. What does Bubo do to help? Boop. Uh, Bubo goes and joins and puts back into it. All right, roll me a strike check. Oh, God. How strong is Bubo? It's got a minus one. It's a 12. Come on, Bubo. Wait, no, no, no. It's just a 13. Yeah, Plus yeah. One. okay. It's just a 13. Wait, does she still have dad vantage? Are we still within one minute? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's not a save. It's not a save. Oh, it's not a save. Yeah, it's not a save. Uh, plus two, so that's 15. All right. You jump in, and while Bubo is not a heavy character, it is just enough for Derek to get his feet back underneath him and lash the belt. He ties it to another, one of, something else against the door, maybe a wall sconce, as Zilnot finishes taping. He's really tall, so he can get that top seam, you know? And you slap the Sovereign tape on the doorway in a crisscross applesauce, sort of, just all over the place. Just the sounds of rip, 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 as you cover the doorway in Sovereign tape. And it takes many minutes and a lot of screaming and yelling, but eventually the tantrum on the other side seems to quiet down. And you guys are panting in front of the doorway. I just want to listen. Derek finishes his beer. Where did you put that thing down? He's had it all along. Dang, didn't even spill a drop, huh? Derek? What a dad. I'm gonna need you to call Overture. And then, I would like to call my dad. Cause this sucked. I, uh, I kinda called <clears throat> both of them, laddie. I only got a few minutes to use on the thing. Don't got rollover. What kind of plan are you on? I didn't even think about the Yoonphone plan jokes we could be making <laughs> this entire time. Yeah, you've really been you dropping guys. the ball on all the all the Yoonphone jokes. Bubo Free was going to say something. Free nights and weekends jokes? Uh, yeah, Bubo just wanted to listen through the door to see if he could hear, like, snoozing or, like, some happy sound. It's just crying. The temper tantrum has subsided to sobbing. <laughs> Oh, uh, can I roll Arcana to, I guess, maybe, or just something to see if, uh, he's completely out of spells or something like that after his tantrum's done? Roll Arcana. Yeah, go for it. Okay, 14 plus a 3, 17. 17. In this very brief span of time, and everything you've seen the baby capable of doing, your suspicions at this point is that Thecker has gotten himself a little sorcerer baby. Something with a natural magical talent that it does not know how to control. You are alarmed at some of the spells that you saw, because some of them were quite high level, including animate objects, which is a fifth level sorcery. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. But basically, your guess is this is some sort of sorcerer, and a very powerful one at that. Okay, but I I was looking for... Wait, do sorcerers run out of spell slots? They do. Yes, yes, they do. They have a a daily allowance. Your concern being a... So, getting into the meta of that knowledge, if it has a fifth level slot, it did not tap into a lot of its magic. With the temper tantrum, you suspect that it's at maybe 40% power. And that's if it doesn't know how to use 
what 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 in the, you know in the rules would be sorcery points. Yeah, just the poor baby's crying. I want to do something. I don't want to unleash its wrath. Derek just walks up and puts his hand on your shoulder. It's all right, yeah. I know what to do with this moment like this. And uh, he just pops open the food tray slightly, and he casts thaumaturgy. In the room, you just see the room dim on the other side. And then after a moment, he casts dancing lights and colorful little lights just dance around the room. Eventually, you guys start to hear quiet snoring, and it dawns on you all that this isn't even night yet of day one of a three-day affair. Oh, God. I left the potions in the room. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, I, I, Zilnot, holding uh, Jimmy like a baby, look down at him and go, I think it's time you retire. I think... I don't even know. I don't know what he said. I look to you two and in Sylvan go, tell him I think he should retire. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash Tavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at breadeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories. Oh hey, I have a favorite enemy of Faye. <laughs>
oh, fuck, that would have been useful. <laughs> would have been great. This entire fucking time. <laughs> so, as a goof, I'm going to roll the random potions table that I've had this whole time. There were two of them. Could you give me... Uh, I need you to find a D8 and a D10, Jimbo. Okay. Yeah. And I need you to roll twice and tell me what the numbers on those dice come out. A D8 and a D10? Oh, sorry, a D4 and a D10. And roll twice. Yes. That is a 60 and a 2. And a 90 and a 1. So, 6 and 2, 6. One is a potion of flying. Oh, fuck. The other was a a potion of diminution. What is that? So if this episode was to continue, it would get really tiny and walk out the food slot for day two. And fly. (laughs) And fly. And then I rolled a four because it had another potion stashed in its diaper that we didn't get to, which was a potion of supreme healing. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know a guy that can use that. Doesn't matter how much I heard it. Yeah. Maybe you can maybe you can talk him into a trade. We can have a whole nother episode because we've set up the evil sequel with its ability to escape. Fuck. 